the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith, where the Cutting Edge Christian Apologetic Ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind again. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. Well, in the Bible, one of the most terrifying and horrifying scriptures is found in Second Thess- Thessalonians chapter two, verse eleven, where it says, God shall send them strong delusions. Well, question, what does the phrase strong delusions mean? And what can we do to avoid falling into this trap, whether you are in the church or outside the church? Join us now as we come to part one in this series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? So stay tuned, for we are not pretending We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, wonderful and challenging introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by the program tonight and lifted up in the Lord. And as Brother Gary has said, this is one of the most frightening and uh, terrifying uh, chapters in the Bible, and that is Second Thessalonians chapter two. And I would encourage you to read the whole chapter uh, to uh, study along with us in this uh, challenging and yet rewarding chapter. Uh, this is a chapter that talks about many different things regarding the future. Second Thessalonians chapter two talks about uh, number one, the day of the Lord which is the second coming of Christ. You get that word, day of the Lord, mentioned a couple of times, uh, and we see this in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verses 2 through 3. Secondly, the Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 10, talks about the coming of the man of sin, who is the Antichrist. And number three, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7 talks about the restraining power of the Holy Spirit who was holding the Antichrist in check. And once the Holy Spirit moves out of the way, all of hell will be unleashed on the entire earth. So it's the Holy Spirit that right now restraining the Antichrist as we see in this chapter as well. Number four, also 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 10 through 12, talks about the frightening and horrifying and terrifying judgments of God upon man's un, 
going, ongoing, and willful, deliberate, rebellious attitude against God on a consistent basis. And so 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 10 through 12, is what I want to do in this series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? Oh, what a question. What a critical question. Let me read the verse for you in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 10, and we want to encourage you to read along with us in the Bible. And with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not, notice it says, not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And then Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 11, and for this cause, that's an interesting word, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions. There it is. Strong delusions that they should believe a lie. And then Second Thessalonians 2 and 12 says, and that they, that they all might be damned. Oh, that's horrifying. That's terrifying. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and edification and exhortation of his holy word. Why does God send strong delusions? There was a true famous story told about a boy in England on the countryside walking down a lane, followed by a pig, Had he been followed by a dog, no one would have thought of it. But it was unusual to see a boy walking down the lane followed by a pig. And a man passing by noticed it and said to the boy, How do you get that pig to follow you? And the boy said, I do it with a bag of beans. I drop a bean here and a bean there, and the pig comes along, and he follows me eating the beans. (laughs) And the man said, where are you taking the pig? And the boy said, to the slaughterhouse. You see, that pig was deceived and didn't know what he was in for. Oh, what a great story that relates to a lot of people today. There are a lot of people today who are deceived by Satan. They are following Satan to the slaughterhouse of hell because they refuse to do what God says to do. They say no to God over and over and over again. Therefore, God sends them strong delusion. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 11 through 12 says, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. I would hate to be in that state of mind, wouldn't you? 2 Thessalonians 2 and 12, That they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. In other words, in verse 12, the Scripture talks about the slaughterhouse of hell. They will follow on that path to the slaughterhouse of hell, separated from God throughout eternity because they consistently reject 
the Word of God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. A lot of people are following Satan, thereby giving in to his lies and deception. And Jesus said in John 8 and 44, Year of your father the devil and the lust of your father you will do, for he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of himself, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. He is lying to the people to think that they can make it without Jesus. And we live in that world today. We got religions that think that they can make it without Jesus. We got cults that think that they can make it without Jesus. We got liberal churches that think that they can make it without Jesus. We got people today marching. They're marching, but they're not marching for the cause of Christ. They're marching for white, against white supremacy. They're marching for white supremacy. They're marching for many different causes. But that's not going to save humanity. We've got to get to the real problem. The real problem today is sin, my friend. Until we get to dealing with this issue of sin and turn to the Savior, we'll never solve the problems of our world today. In the context of 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 10, the Apostle Paul, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, speaks of an apostasy and a deception that is even uh, going on today with the mental attitude and the mental breakdown of people today. Why? Because they do not embrace a love of the truth. They not only don't love the truth proclaimed by Jesus Christ and his church, but they reject the truth on the, a consistent basis. And I will go a step further. They are hostile and angry regarding the truth of Jesus Christ and his gospel. Why? Because Second Thessalonians 2 and 12 says, Who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They put pleasure and unrighteousness over righteousness of God. And this is the thing that's going to damn a lot of people to the slaughterhouse of hell. This verse of Scripture reveals the character of a rebellious world against God who is persistent and resistant to the will of God. And that's why I'm talking about the strong delusions, why God sends strong delusions. Let me say something about this, and I know that I will probably shake up some people when I say it, but the gospel is about shaking up people and getting them to turn to Jesus. A recent strong delusion I noticed the other day was people around the world getting so worked up over the solar eclipse to the point of worshiping that experience. It is an amazing miracle, you see, when you see the earth, the moon, and the sun come together as one and cast a dark night all the sudden upon the earth. And my issue with all of this is this. Nobody is talking about this in our churches today from a biblical perspective. Why don't we get worked up with the God who created the heavens and the earth, including the moon and the sun and the stars? 
putting out our cheers and our glasses on to give God and Jesus all the praise. David said in Psalms 19 and 1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showed forth his handiwork. We are to be like King David and give God the glory for all his creation. But we have a world around us that's delusional, illusional, because they rejected Jesus so long, rejected the gospel, rejected listening to the wooing of the Holy Spirit, that they fall victim of Romans 1 and verse 20. The Apostle Paul says, God's eternal power and Godhead is stamped and seen in creation. When you saw the number, number one, the earth, number two, the moon, and number three, the sun come together as one, it shows you God's stamp in creation. The world today, we see the reflection of God in every aspect of creation, even man. Man is composed of body, soul, and spirit, but yet one. He's three and one. And when you think about the earth, the moon, and the sun coming together as one, that is reflection of seeing the aspects of the Trinity seen in creation. Now, the problem today is that man has experienced this strong delusion where they are celebrating the world, the moon, the sun, and everything without God. Do you not know that the word moon in the Greek is luna, and it means, it's translated to mean, or in Latin, it means luna, and it means lunatic. A lot of people are becoming lunatics by getting so engulfed in this world, and as Paul said in Romans 1 and 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. There's the word again. Changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. That's the problem with our world today. We're looking at the moon and the sun and and everything up there and getting so excited, but you never hear anybody on the news saying, now this will shake up things. I'm giving God the praise over the moon, over the sun, because this is the handiwork of God seen in creation. Because they're not doing that. This strong delusion upon the people today, they're worshiping the creature more than the creator. And 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 11 says, And for this cause, for what cause? The cause of rejecting him. God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. My friend, I'm going to say this in closing. You need to repent tonight and turn to Jesus and stop saying no to him because strong delusions has to do with a simple thing, saying no to Christ no to God, no to the Holy Spirit. And when you consistently do that, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a churchgoer. If you consistently say no to the Lord, you leave room for one thing left, strong delusion, where you become delusional, and God gives you up also to a reprobate mind. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. 
All right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is one eight eight eight. F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone and let your fingers do the walking. Give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Good evening and welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. That number again is one eight eight eight. F-O-R-K-F-A-X. If you have questions or comments for us tonight, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you because we believe in the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And we know that God hears and answers our prayers, so don't be shy. If you need if you need a touch tonight, we're here to help you make that connection and uh, touch the hem of God's garment if necessary. So give us a call. That number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And once again, we're going to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for contending for the faith. Um, You know, it's your prayers that make the difference. We know that so many people over the years have been bombarding heaven on behalf of contending for the faith. And that's the only reason why we're still on the air. And so we thank you for that. Uh, Without your prayers, we just couldn't make it. We also want to thank those who gave over the past week, Jackie, Jim, Kim, and Chester, we all we are listener-supported ministries. So, you know, without your financial partnership, again, we wouldn't be on the air. Uh, we can't stay on the air without your help. It costs us four hundred a week to do this program, and uh, we need you to partner with us to step up to the plate and knock a home run for this program. Especially if you've been blessed, if you've been listening to this program for all the years that we've been on the air and you have yet to send us a note or of an encouragement, if you have yet to even send $5 to help uh, pay the, the, the bill here, you know, it's time to step up. It's time. You know, God is speaking to you now uh, to make that difference and to partner with us here at Contending for the Faith. Um, there's two ways that you can give. There's two ways you can donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go on to your tablet, your smartphone, your desktop, laptop, and click on uh, contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. And away you go. It's that simple. And you will be a blessing for time and eternity. We always say, you know, your money's not just disappearing into nowhere, but it's going ahead of you into eternity. And it's, and it's touching lives for the kingdom. And I truly believe that one day you'll stand before God and he'll say, turn around and you'll see a vast multitude of people. And you'll ask the Lord, who are these people? He'll say, these are the folks that made it into heaven as a result of your giving to ministries like Contending for the Faith and others. This is the result of you being a good steward of of the monies that I gave you and that you sent them on ahead and they blessed so many people and they're here because of you. It's that simple. Be a blessing for time and eternity and partner with us financially. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate that. Uh, We're looking forward to... uh 
just uh, people not only praying for us, but uh, giving as well. And one more thing I think you wanted to announce, right? Yep, I almost forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a an exciting event coming up. It's called the Trinity and Spiritual Warfare. It's going to take place Saturday, September the 30th from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. It's going to be an amazing all-day event. Um, we're going to cover two major areas that the churches have not been equipped in, and Dr. Buckner will make sure you're equipped in these areas by the end of that day. So we want to invite all the Bay Area and beyond to come out and be blessed by the Lord. Again, that's the Trinity and spiritual warfare. These are two important areas of the Christian faith that many believers are unable to talk about, defend, or discuss. Um, they're not equipped to be able to give reasons and answers in these two vital areas. And I guarantee by the end of that session, you will know that you know that you know and uh, be a blessing to others and be able to communicate effectively these two important areas of truth in the Christian faith. So once again, it's Saturday, September the 30th um, from 9 o'clock a.m. to 3.30 p.m. It's going to be at the Highway International Church, 1319 West Texas Street in Fairfield, California. So I want to encourage you, come on out. It'll be a great time. Uh, You won't want to miss this. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for that announcement. And I agree with you. You don't want to miss this, you know. And you talk about a day uh, for discipleship. This is going to be a day for you to be discipled. You'll never be the same coming out of this conference. And you'll be able to go back and get your church excited and your family and uh, many other people's as well. So we want to encourage you to come out so you can be equipped in knowing what you believe and knowing why uh, you believe it. And uh, this church uh, heard me speak uh, several weeks back, and they were so touched by God using me that they asked me to come back and do an all-day Saturday thing. And we thank the Lord for that. And Brother Gary will be there, myself and our staff, and we want to meet you as well as uh, teach you as well and fellowship with you. So some of you we've never met, so this is a good opportunity for us to meet you as well. Well, Brother Gary, let's get to some of our callers. All right. We're going to go to CC on line one. How you doing, CC? CC, are you there? Maybe so. Maybe not. Yes, yes, I'm here. All right. Hello? We were almost uh, went to the next <laughs> caller, so make sure you're, Sorry. you're there because we, we have to move rapidly here. All righty. How are you doing this evening? Uh, it's been a pretty rough reunion, but I'm but I'm I'm still blessed. Amen. Well, that's always a good attitude. You're blessed Amen. in spite of, brother. Amen. Yeah, Amen. yeah. All right. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? I wanted to ask you um, a question in John fifteen twenty six, and I was um, if you could um, help me out with this verse. Uh, just John fifteen and twenty six. Yeah. Okay. And what would you like for me to help you out with? What, what's your uh, question around? Um, if you could just, you know, I know, uh, give me, uh, like, you know, like a little sound bite of, of you know, uh, a theological question on this. Mm-hmm. And that's John 15 and 26, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All righty. Let's go there. Okay. Uh, why don't you read it, and then we'll comment okay. on it. It says, when the Comforter is come, whom I 
will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And thus is the reading of the word. Amen. That's a good uh, scripture there. And uh, like I said before, this is a a text of scripture that encourages us to read uh, John chapters 14 through 16 because uh, we're going to be doing a seminar on the Trinity. And uh, this is a proof text of the Trinity in John chapters 14 through 16 because you have the interaction of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all together throughout these chapters. And for somebody saying that's not a trinity, well, you just look at these verses of Scripture in these chapters, and you'll come under the conviction with an open heart that uh, it's talking about none other than the trinity. This is a Trinitarian text of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dialoguing together. So in verse 26, it says, and when the comforter, that's another word for the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. Uh, he's the Holy Spirit who Jesus uh, said he would send as he's preparing to go back to the Father. He said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send a comforter. And that word comforter is mentioned again in verse 7 uh, of the same chapter of uh, chapter 15. The comforter will uh, will not uh, come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you, which means that Jesus had to exit out in order for him to come in. And so this is talking about the comforter, and all of us need a comforter. A lot of us are going through trials and tribulations and physical ailments and all sorts of things, and we don't put enough emphasis on the third person of the Trinity. And uh, like you were saying when you uh, we first talked to you, you know, it's been rough. Well, my friend, uh, Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit can take a lot of that roughness off of you. If you just say, comfort me around my roughness, the rough things I'm going through, we hardly ever pray a prayer like that, but we need to say, Holy Spirit, comfort me right now. I'm going through a whole lot. I may have a diabetes, Parkinson. I may be told uh, from the doctor that I have uh, some type of disease, and I may be going through a bad cold. I may be going through a breakup in a marriage. I may be going through financial crisis. And, all, and most of us can say an amen to that. But the comforter is there to comfort you in the midst of all that. And he says, when he come, uh, whom I will send unto you. So it's the Holy Spirit uh, that Jesus is sending. Now, it's interesting that the Father sent the Son, and now the Son is sending the Holy Spirit. They're all working together as one. One God in three eternal distinct persons. And the reason why they're distinct, because he says, the Comforter is come whom I will send. See, it's not the Jesus-only theology. The Jesus-only theology is where they say that Jesus wore different masks. He's the 
They wore the mask of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but it's Jesus only. This goes back to early Sabellianism that taught modalism, which Jesus appeared in different modes back in the second, the third century, second and third century. And the church denounced that teaching as heretical. And so we see three distinct persons. I will send unto you from the Father. So you got the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. I is Jesus. And then he mentions the other person of the Trinity, the Father. Even the Spirit of Truth, going back to the Comforter, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. In other words, the Holy Spirit's job, his ministry, is to testify of Jesus, not of Buddha, not of Zoroaster, not of Confucius and Muhammad, not of Jerry Buckner or anyone else. It's to testify of me. See, that's the thing when you know something is genuine, when it testifies about Jesus. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. And then Peter made it very clear when he preached that sermon, you know, the passport word, I call it, in Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, but only through that name which is Jesus. So he said, the Father, he shall testify of me. The Holy Spirit's job is to testify of him. Now, I will say this, and I'm done with it. It says they call him the Spirit of Truth. Now, let's think about that for a moment. He's called the Spirit of Truth, and that means that that's the one who's trying to convict people to accept the love of the truth from Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that I've been preaching on, the strong delusion. So when the Holy Spirit is he's truth trying to convict you of truth, Who's the truth? Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Holy Spirit is trying to convict people of Jesus being the truth. Now, if you reject him and you reject the wooing, theologians use that word, the wooing of the Holy Spirit, trying to woo you into accepting him. But the text says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, they love pleasure and unrighteousness more than the love of the truth. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Everywhere we look today on with the media, in some churches, outside churches, the world around us is going to hell in a handbasket because it refused to accept Jesus as the solution and the answer to all the problems of the world today. Do you not know, I'm going to say this, I'm done with this, do you not know that there has never been a president other than two presidents, and that's been going back to Abraham Lincoln in the Union Address, addressed the nations as sinners. And then Abraham Lincoln came along, uh, Eisenhower came along later from Abraham Lincoln. Eisenhower preached the same type of message that the world uh, is a bunch of sinners. Now, if any president does that today, they will have him impeached 
because they don't want to hear that word. But we are sinners, wretched, we got wicked hearts, and we need to turn to a Savior. Now, a lot of people think of the word Savior. We have redefined the word Savior. We think the word Savior means when you talk to most people, you say, what does the word Savior mean? They'll say, well, he saved me to take me to heaven. No, like he told the angel said in Matthew chapter 1, to save you from your sins, to save you from your sin. Even the word Lord, we've redefined the word Lord. We think the word Lord with a lot of people means he's just divine. No, the word Lord, that means he's divine, but the word Lord also means that he is the master controller and wants to be the controller of your life. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 7, many will say, to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did I do not this and that? He said, I will profess to them I never knew you because they didn't let him become Lord of their life, controller and master. You got to let him be the master of your life. So hopefully that helps out. Uh, yeah, I did. I appreciate it. Amen. What's your prayer request quickly? We have about a minute. Okay, if, you could, if you could pray for me, I got a spiritual attack on my, I mean, I got a pressure on my head, but I believe it's, it's not natural. It's a spiritual attack. Pray for me and my family. Uh, my mother, brother, Linda, and um, also um, for, for rapper E-40, for his salvation protection, and the uh, rapper Eminem, also known as Slim Shady, who rapped with Dr. Dre. I would like to pray for those two young men. Amen. Well, let's do that quickly, and we got to get to a commercial soon, but have Gary to do that and bring us to a commercial. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for Brother CC. We pray, Lord God, that you would help him with this uh, pressure that he continuously battles with, Lord God. We pray that you would just touch him, Lord God, from the crown of his head to the bottom of his soul and bring healing, life, restoration, and wholeness. We pray, Lord, a hedge of protection and a wall of fire around him, Lord God. Let no weapon form prosper against him, Lord God, and help him, Lord God, and, and help him to know that you're standing with him and that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all he could even ask or think, Lord God. We lift up his mother, Rosalinda, the E-40 and Eminem, as well as the other celebrities that we've mentioned over the weeks, that, Lord God, you died for their sins just like you died for us, and they need a Savior. And so we pray, bring folks into their lives that would proclaim the good news to them and that their hearts would be open to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick the phone up. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open, and you still have an opportunity left in the broadcast if you act soon to give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Give us a call if you need prayer. We want to pray with you. If you have questions comments or concerns we want to be able to entertain those comments and questions so do give us a call that number again is one 367 once again we want to thank everybody who's been praying for contending for the faith and all of you who have stepped up to the plate over the past week to support us financially it's so vital that you are consistent in your prayers that you are consistent in your giving you know summertime has been a really critical tough time for all ministries, including ours, and a lot of people go on vacation, 
And sometimes they go on vacation from their giving as well. And when you go on vacation like that, you may come back and find us on a permanent vacation. And that's not a good thing. You'll turn the channel on and there will be a different program other than contending for the faith. So it's important that we remain consistent in both prayer and our giving. It does cost us 400 a week to remain on the air. And, you know, Dr. Buckner and I, um, our pockets are shallow. They're not deep. <laughs> and so we need your help in order to continue to do what we need to do. There's two ways that you can donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go on your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, and go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button, and boom, that's it. And you've just been a blessing for time and eternity. So much easier. And we just want to encourage you, continue to pray for us. And as God has blessed you, you know, always make sure you, that you're tithing to your local church. But if God has blessed you to be able to give above the tithe, then consider partnering with us here, especially if you have been blessed by listening to the broadcast over the many years we've been on the air. Um, you know, we, we would love to also hear from you. Send us a note of encouragement along with uh, any type of giving that God lays on your heart. And we know that God will bless you for it. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And uh, we're going to get right to our callers. And who do we have next? You know, Jermaine is coming up. Jermaine, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing very well. Well, good, good. And uh, what uh, is on your heart tonight? What question you have? Well, just, uh, you know, in light of recent events going on around uh, San Francisco, I've been hearing a lot about racism, and I just took note that a lot of the people who have these separatist racist views, many of them claim to be Christian. And I've heard uh, several of them speak, and, and they seem to be proud of their Christianity. The question I have, though, is is um, it's kind of difficult for me because some of them sound genuine, but I, I know their fruit doesn't necessarily speak to what they really believe. But could you have separatist views and still be a believer in Jesus Christ, I guess is what I want to say. Well, the thing about it is uh, John makes it very clear that uh, anyone who, especially in his epistles, uh, he makes it very clear anyone who hates his brother is a murderer and has no eternal life in him. So the Bible is very clear if you are a separatist and a racist and a hater of other people, uh, you can improve upon what uh, John says when uh, he makes it very clear that uh, those who hate their brothers are murderers and have no eternal life within them. So you can read the epistles of John throughout, and he talks about God's love over and over and loving uh, one another and the brethren, and he gets into the principle of hate. And uh, he makes it very clear uh, around that, that uh, those who describe themselves as uh, so-called believers and have hate in them, uh, they are not really a genuine believer. So uh, to answer your question, uh, no, you cannot be a separatist with hate in your heart uh, and, and then expect to be a believer, you know, because it's an oxymoron, it's a double standard. Um, see, racism, a lot of people don't understand this, but racism is an idol. 
Uh, all it is is an idol, and it's a god that a lot of people are worshiping. You know, we worship many different things. If we're not worshiping Jesus, then we're worshiping an idol. And I believe that those who are making such a big issue of this thing of racism and white supremacy and all the other supremacies in the world today, um, don't get me wrong now, I, I do believe that there is such a thing as, as racism today, and that racism can manifest itself with white racism, black racism, brown racism, yellow racism, and many different forms. But the real issue, this is what Satan does. He gets us to get into race over grace. He gets us into skin over sin. He gets us into physical pigmentation versus biblical revelation. And the only color that really matters is the color red, and that's the precious blood of Jesus Christ, see? But racism is an idol, and a lot of people are are worshiping that, and that's Satan's way of getting us to debunk the issue of sin, because the issue in society today is not racism, it's what's driving the racism, and that's sin. And until we deal with this issue of sin, we're never going to be able to deal with the issue of skin. See, fighting racism is not going to solve the problem, you know, because the problem is bigger than that. It's a wretched heart of man, and man's heart got to be right with God. And so the Bible doesn't even talk about race. The, The only type of race that the Bible talks about is winning the running race of Christ. So, uh, yes, uh, just to answer your question, uh, no, uh, you can't be a separatist. Call yourself a Christian, and then you hate your brother, because John says no uh, haters, uh, they are defined as murderers, and they will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the bottom line to that. What about the ones I've seen several who may believe that all races were indeed created by God, but they don't believe that we uh, are supposed to be intermingling. And I, I just kind of think that's foolish because they, they kind of want to have their cake and eat it too. They choose to live in areas that are racially diverse, and then they want to live like that. But what, what about the ones that they at least claim they don't have any hate, they just have a preference for people that look like them? Yeah, well, it, it's a, I think that what they're going to have to do is get to the place, and, and you you kind of like answered it yourself, that you got to get to the place where it looks like we got an echoing or something, uh, that, that they're going to have to let Jesus become Lord of their life because you're going to have to, a person, when they allow Jesus to become Lord of their life, they're going to let go of these little petty ideologies that they have, you know, as you described, they're going to repent of all that stuff. And, and I think people are walking on a gradual level. they got a lot of ignorance about them, and hopefully they'll get through those ignorance because that was the problem that was wrong with the Jewish people in Jesus' day and even the disciples, you know. And they were even tripping on, you know, uh, you know the woman at the well. And she was just blown away that Jesus would go and mingle with her and interact with somebody that was a Samaritan, you know, and she said, you being a Jew, uh, ask drink of me, you know. Uh, so 
we got to get involved with people like Jesus did and break out of our comfort zones Mm -hmm. because those comfort zones is the thing that stagnates us and neutralizes us and causes us to be duped by the enemy because Jesus wants us to get involved with all races of people because the church was that way. Uh, When you love somebody, you're not going to want to say, you know, I have a preference here and a preference there. Because that's of the enemy. You know, God is, calls us to be one, not say, you know, we're one, yet we separate ourselves with a certain group of people because that's not really being one. So hopefully that helps you out. And Dr. Buckner, you know, yes. look, look at uh, Peter, who was, uh, Paul had to get in his face about his attitude toward the Gentiles. That's right. Now, you would call Peter a Christian, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, so people have issues that, you know, it takes time. People get born again, and everything doesn't just automatically fall away. Yes, and uh, speaking of Peter, uh, to add to that, even with uh, when he was dealing with the household of Cornelius, right? you know, he had to show that vision to him, a four-footed creature, yeah. and then he had to kind of knock some Sensing him then again over yeah. that racism yeah. that he have, and yeah. you're right. It just takes time, and that's why I was saying earlier too. People got to let Jesus become Lord, and then all this stuff starts to fall off. But thank you for your call. Appreciate your question as well. All righty. God bless. Who all right, have? let's go to Charlene in Walnut Creek. Charlene, are you there? Charlene, I'm here. Hi, how are you doing? Um, well, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a shut-in type person. My, have, my husband's usually my caregiver, but right now I have the joy of taking care of him because where he's having, had his, uh, retina reattached. So, mm-hmm. um, but I also have some concern. My, uh, sister who's 10 years older than me and is 80 um, is battling cancer and she I have talked to you Dr. Buckner about her once before um, in the past and she is a Jehovah's Witness has been a Jehovah's Witness since she was 14 and has been uh, close to the true gospel all that time um, the time could be running out here. Yes, and, and let and me just say we have about two more minutes. What is your question for us? Concern. What is your question for us? How can we help you with uh, this? Well, what approach do you think might help her to open her heart? Yes, well, that's a good question, and one of the greatest approaches is to Pray for her, call, keep calling out her name before God. And then uh, I would say one of the greatest approaches is, and I've shared this on the airway with several people, is, uh, you know, John uh, chapter uh, 20 and, you know, and uh, 28 and 29, where um, Thomas, he sees the resurrected Lord because they don't believe that Jesus is is God, and until they come to grips with accepting him as equally as Jehovah, they cannot be saved and uh, and repent of denying him. And so I think that it's important to, 
and I could talk to you more about this, and you could call back next week, and we'll get you your call right away. We'll get you on earlier so we can have more quality time. But I would present to them that uh, Thomas calls him my Lord and my God when he saw him after the resurrection, and Jesus could have, being a Jew, Jewish teacher, anytime somebody calls you something that is not uh, – uh, it's blasphemy. You're supposed to rebuke it, but he doesn't rebuke it. He says, Thomas, because you've seen me and you believe, blessed are the day that have not seen and yet believe. And so you have two powerful things there. You have, uh, number one, you have uh, Thomas acknowledging Jesus as Lord and God. And then you have, secondly, Jesus accepting it. And that's very powerful right there. So I would present that and ask the question, uh, can you explain to me uh, this and see what she says, and then also get the Kingdom of the Cults book because the Kingdom of the Cults book would really be a, a helpful thing to you. So, can you call in? Maybe I have I have read. I do have a copy somewhere, and I have read that. And yeah, reread it again. Your time is up, but I want you to call back next week, and we'll get you on right away, and we'll talk with you. We promise you that we'll talk to you uh, first and dialogue more. But thank you for your call, Brother Gary. All right. <clears throat> We've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, your letters and cards, our encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time. We once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.